Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, how are you living with the Connected Experience? They know what the Connected Experience is now, but like, how do you uh, make that your life going like on a daily basis? Yeah, I just uh, plug people in. That's yeah, it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, it just come natural. Like, sometimes I be having to talk to motherfuckers more before I after offer my services of being this. a connector. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes, man. Motherfuckers be bullshitting on yeah. whatever they want to do. And yeah. then I don't want to, before I plug somebody in, I got to know that everybody's serious, man. Because I really don't like to yeah. talk to people in real life. I really don't like to leave the house. It's just things that if yeah. I'm going to spend my time doing this, it got to be a go. Yeah, and I think people, like, they be like, they can't believe that somebody is uh, passionate about what they like to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people hard, say yeah. they like to do shit, but then you be like, well, what scale you want to do it on? Because, say... If you cook, you I, I got an event coming up. You want to cook for? I mean, I could hire any cook. I know chefs like a motherfucker. Right. I want to be. I want to assist you in giving you a start. One time, uh, I was talking to TK Kirkland after he was on the episode, and we was talking, and he was like, "Yeah, such and such opening for me." And then I was like, "Damn, you you uh you think they dope?" He was like, "No." It's not about how I feel about them, but when they got to tell their story in the future, they go have to remember that their first 5,000 seat audience, I assisted in that. And, right, right, and, right. And that's going to help me live on because I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be long gone by the time they get to tell their full story, but I'll be a part of their story. And, and that's like what we do. Like yeah. we do this to be a part of your story, not just so you have to, but just because it's cool to say, hey, they Somebody believed yeah, in you, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, or so you got a word or a book? Yeah, I actually got a book, man. The book I got is The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shin. The book is a practical guide on how to succeed in life and how to win at the game of life. That's the book that Peanut Hell was talking about. It's, it's, it's kind of oh, like, some, yeah, yeah, I got it. It's like some spiritual Jesus juice type of shit, but yeah. you know, you I, I just yeah. exit that. Like yeah yeah so I was talking to my wife. I replaced Jesus with Santuan. Yeah, you so, should <laughs> because you're the guy yeah, in your own yeah, world. Yeah, you the master yeah. of faith. So I I said to my wife yesterday because we was uh, reading a person's question. A person's question was, uh, has anyone had a successful poly relationship? Right. Right. And just like the game of life, how does someone succeed at it? I said to my wife, well, what's a successful, successful relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, what, you can't measure that against yeah, anything. Somebody else's relationship. Right. Yeah. And, and like your success in life, you really can't measure that against, against somebody, anything. You know why? Why? Because 90% of comparison is unhappiness. So, so quit, quit comparing, comparing nigga. nigga. Piece off my plate. I'm sharing, sharing nigga. nigga. Another fool to watch you starve out here. here. Won't be caring, nigga. Yeah. Word the street, Lord. Why? Yeah. You got a word? Yeah, I do got a word, man. I got a word. My word is define, right? Define is uh, to to state 
or set forth the meaning of. So you get the definition of a word. They define that word for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And then usually it got sub meanings and then, you know, other stuff right. like that. But this episode of The Connected Experience is being brought to you by urban fantasy author S.L. Jackson, who will be releasing a debut novel, Animal Instincts, The Urban Jungle, on March 3rd, 2020, via... Uh, Apple iBooks, uh, Amazon, Amazon, uh, Barnes, Barnes and, Nobles. and Nobles. It will be for two ninety nine. Uh, you got to check this book out, man. This book yeah. is actually uh, is gaining some headway. The pre you know we got to start crazy. doing that. We got to start getting people to do these reviews because, like, I be talking to people who got the book. Yeah, they got no. well. You can't do a review on none of them sites until it's an active link. Okay, you know what exactly. I'm saying? So everybody who read the book actually got an advanced copy. So you can't do a review yet. But on like March third, twelve oh one. You could do a review. So, okay. uh, yeah, man, nah, nah, that's who broke the episode. So that was my word because I got my homeboy. Uh, the name of his company is I Define Progress, but his name is Clarence. And, I, you know, retail, I met so many dope yeah. people. Like, and when, I, when we used to talk and then he told me that was the name of his company, I was like, that's that's deep. I define progress. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying. So, what kind of company would people think was, was that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a multimedia company. So, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Yeah, um, a lot of people call me Quattro or Clarence. AJ sometimes be playing around calling me CJ. But but that's a retail <laughs> joke. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's it's, a shout out to Rob. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's it's real deep. But um, yeah, I offer digital media and brand management services, but it's really um, deeper than that. I really connect with my clients. Um, I don't call everybody friend, but it's, I feel like I define progress as a spiritual statement, man. Like if you can't look in yourself in the mirror every day and feel like you dictate your progress, you dictate whether you make a dollar today or not, you have to reevaluate everything. So in digital media, um, that's the base of everything. If you're running a business, if you are a business, whatever the case may be, it's everything's visual. Yeah. So you need digital media to succeed at whatever it is that you're doing. And brand management is the basis of that as well. So I come to you with everything you need to make progress at whatever it is that you're doing. Right. But at the end of the day, you have to know that you define it. Right, right, right. So and you said you say, okay, this is working for me. This is not not because I'm looking at such and such and what they doing, and then I'm looking at what I'm doing, saying, oh, well, this ain't good enough, type of thing. Basically, when I sit down with somebody, that's the first thing I do. I'm not someone that's just like, oh yeah, you doing this, so we about to just. I'm not about to take the general format of marketing or something right. and apply it to someone without knowing where they are and how they got there. Right. So. Something they could be doing. I've been in a lot of situations like, you know, where we met. Um, Everything was going great on the surface. But there's just certain things that they had to change and to really magnify what they were already doing. Right. So I came into the equation specifically for that. Right. They they had things going very well, you know, but it could have been better. And they seen that they just didn't know how per se. So I came into the equation. It's like, okay, so these are the pieces y'all have. These are the pieces you're using. This is how you could use them. Right. You know, and then it took some time and it's still growing for them. I'm no longer working directly with them, but you know, the, the well, a lot of superstars walk through that building that go on to do like great things. Like it's a, you could, you could literally, chains. you could literally run down. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can literally run down a list of people who was employed over there by that at that situation who like hey, just man, did you know. immaculate things when they left. So yeah, but you know, even with that, I just that's just like it, an incubator. Yeah, and yeah. right, I, it's like an incubator, and it's like. I just that's what I used it for, like but I but I meet, met so, so many, many people. dope people. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when I met him, that was my tail end. Like I remember me and him talking, and I was like, "Oh no, I got like a bill to pay, and I'll be done in April." Yeah. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like literally, but I I actually waited till, till June. Yeah. So let's talk about you some more, Clarence. So where'd you grow up at? Uh, man, I was born and raised in the city, um, primarily Schoolcraft. Yeah. And you know, that was <laughs> okay. So, uh, what 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 years was this? Because schoolcraft was like, you know, every every section had a time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Look, where man, I was, I was, I I was on Greenfield and schoolcraft <laughs> when the legend showboat got you know mowed down or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right, you right. know, so I'm from field to field, brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I got moved out of there in 2001, no, 2003. Like yeah. I moved out to Westland. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. Oh, in general, up. so you like, like you never heard of it? I never heard of it, bro. Like yeah. I'm like so true you to heart. So you, you were so Detroit that you Man, ain't like even. legit, you know how ignorant we are. Like <laughs> I know y'all from the town, but like, you know, city dudes, we don't know. They don't need but it, it don't be no reason to lead a neighborhood. At all. Like you know my mom's like, You wanna move to Westland? I'm thinking we about to go to Kansas or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. So, so so what was that like? Yeah. Like when you actually cause in two thousand one, where where were where, where did you fall in like what'd you say, two thousand one to two thousand? It was oh three. Okay, so in oh three were you still in high school? Uh, yeah, I was like pretty much going until like my third year. Yeah, so like you went to like what well, that had to be like a I culture went, shock. So my this is crazy. So obviously I'm from Schoolcraft. So ideally we would go to um Cody. No, right. Yeah, not Cody, but Cooley. Yeah. My stepfather was like, "Nah, you can be fighting all the time." So yeah. he sent me to Cody. Yeah. So I'm like, like, "That's better, fam." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you put me in the rifle. Right. Trip. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna get shot because like, <laughs> you know, like. In the city, man, like, you know everybody in your school. Because, yeah. you know, so, and the city is huge, but the neighborhoods are small. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you know, like, oh, I'm North Auntie, blah, blah, blah. But I always kept to myself. So even if I went to Cooley, only people I really would know would be the people I know. That right. I, that I rock with. Yeah. Cody, I knew zero anyone not a teacher not a janitor nobody so yeah. that was crazy i didn't even go my 10th grade year <laughs> you said forget like this between life and just having to go out it was nuts but um going to westland that was complete culture shock yeah like, so what, what high school did you go to right there glenn i, I went to wayne oh wayne so. okay it's a little more black people in wayne. Wayne. It's no, like, no no bro it's it's, it's kind of the same it's, 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 it's different types of black yeah, people. Like, yeah. like Wayne got more of the angster. Yeah, because people right might there. come from the city. Glenn got bitches might live in Canton and stuff like that and but, come. You know what I'm saying? So you uh, might, you might yeah. I was about to say you might creep <laughs> up on something yeah. with a little bit more money at Glenn. Yeah. That was that was wild. And the weird part, like I literally could see the school from my crib. Yeah, and yeah. I was so at the right crib there. by myself yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> My uncle owned the crib. They just kind of put me in there. Yeah. So they had a whole rumor about me my first year at Wayne. It was, it was a, a serial killer, nigga, because that's near. what it sounded like. Damn near. It was, you had the hella deep voice on them hoes, It was too? wild, bro. I had, like, <laughs> crazy long hair and braids and everything. I was, like, six, you know, six two, six three, super skinny dude. All I did was hoop and, like, write. Yeah. I didn't even talk. 
Right. Yeah. So, so the transition from schoolcraft to uh, Wayne Westland area, like, how do you think that helped you in the long run? Now that you look back, honestly, bro, like when I first moved out there, it was creepy because it was like quiet, yeah. like at night, because you know, in the city, you it, know, it's a war zone. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying to say the least, and not like you're not the first person I heard say that. Like, yo, it just was so quiet that that was scary to yeah. me. Like, you so traumatized and used to hearing gunshots, sirens. Exactly. That is so, yeah. That is normal. Like and then when you Every hear night it. of school craft, you hear a fire truck, a ambulance, a police car, something. And so yeah. I remember that first night, like, I was hearing crickets and just, I'm like. <laughs> you like, you detoxing off of that? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, man, I'm withdrawing. I'm like, can somebody lick one off out here? Like, man, it was, it was nuts, bro. And I mind you walking out, like, outside where I lived at in the daytime, it literally, it looked fake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you seeing people walk dogs and jog and water and grass. And this is, and just, this is like 25 minutes from where you really from and you didn't look, even know this existed. Bro, it was like a movie. I felt like I was just. It like Lorenz Tate in that one movie. Uh, <laughs> the <Inkwell>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everything is in black and white, bro. I'm like, man, this is nuts. And here I am just. This is before Westland really transitioned into like a lot more of us out there. Yeah. Before, before they, really nigged up. Yeah, before they closed all the schools and all of that. Yeah. that. But um, so it was really kind of like not a lot of people that look like me yeah. per se, like tall, skinny dude. This is when G Unit was rocking. Yeah. And mind you, I had a bike with speakers on it, and I was blasting. All Detroit. <laughs> Everything. So, like, uh, had you always been into, like, graphics and media and stuff like that? Or did you, like, like learn to love that? Because, like you said, you was always by yourself and you was either writing. So, what you what were you writing? It, well, really, it started off with illustration and writing. Okay. My um, uncle, he's an illustrator. He had worked with DC Comics and everything. So, I grew up around, like, I grew up on comic books, boxing, and, you know, baseball. Okay. I didn't get into basketball until I was, like, 11. Yeah. Um. So writing and illustration was my therapy. Okay. You know. Um. So it kind of, like, was a simple transition from writing into actually, like, going from, like, poetry into, like, lyrics, yeah. like, verses and such. And then that turned into my best friend. Um. Y'all know Monster, right? Monster. Producer from Inkster, yeah, yeah, Monster yeah. Baby. That's like my, yeah, that's my yeah. big bro, man. Like yeah. we became, it's a small world, dog. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, we became like we met in Westland on the same street. Like it's nuts. Like uh, Dante, we uh, went to, we both went to Wayne, yeah, and we met there. Like it was just we clicked. Monster, the one that put me in the booth, yeah, you know, first, and that transitioned to like, man, we need like covers yeah. for our music, yeah. So I, you know, I I got certified in printing technology. Out there, at, um, it's a tech center out there called William D. Ford, yeah, the yeah. location or whatever. Yeah. So, I picked up graphic design, and then that transition, like I just grew from there. I started doing flyers for some of the local businesses, and you know, all of our stuff. Now, you said your uncle was into illustration. Like, have you ever worked on any comic books or anything? I'm like, as a kid, like I had my own little strips or whatever I used to do. I can't remember any of the characters. <laughs> and are you? Could you still do that today? Absolutely. I probably could if I tried, but it wouldn't look good at all. <laughs> yeah. have, it's something you had to practice yeah, and get like back I'm into. really want to because I like I'm doing this now on illustration that's heavy and creating logos and such. Yeah. So I just have to get the, the craft back. So like just to uh touch on your uncle a little more, so when he used to work for D C and stuff like that, like what did he actually do? <laughs> <laughs> no, he more so like touch on your uncle. He, yeah, that was <laughs> 
<laughs> that was wild, I mean, Come on, dog. We talking. Like, I was going to let him live. <laughs> These two niggas, like, couldn't let it go. You know I was going to let him live. I was like, all you right. Know what, you know what I don't say, what Ken was saying in this, <laughs> in this moment. So, it's our killer Cam right here. Okay. My, my antennas went up. I was like, all right. Yeah. On a Sunday? <laughs> That's a hella Catholic. Let me live, son. Let me live. Yikes. All right. Yeah. Um, that was. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, what did he, what, what did he nah, used to do? Um, no, nah, he uh, actually got like, um, I guess you could say it was kind of like in that realm kind of a distribution situation. So, they he had his own character and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, they just kind of like. What was the character uh, name? Man, this was. Like twenty something years, ago. I don't remember. That's why I need to know, son. I'm sitting on wild comic books at the crib, <laughs> and if you, I got I one, you had. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. get that information. Yeah, because if you, I bro. got one, like I would never let that go because yeah. it's like, yo, that's so dope. Yeah, this was so many years ago, bro. Like, I I never really got a lot of the knowledge. I just kind of got bits and pieces because my childhood was wild, bro. Yeah. I don't even remember a lot of it, but um, yeah, he kind of like had this character and relationships and then I guess they just kind of like gave him the go ahead to like publish some stuff. Yeah. Um, he still distributes and whatnot. Um, is he, uh, he, he in the city? He actually moved, um, to Vegas. My cousin, y'all know Raquel. She's a singer. Her, um, daughter destiny is in Detroit youth choir. That, that sounds familiar. Raquel. Yeah. She, um, she's, Super bubbly, she's an amazing vocalist, but you know the Detroit Youth Choir, they just came in second and all yeah. that, yeah. So yeah. one of the children is named Destiny, she's in that group. Oh, okay. so they've been she they got a residency, right? Yeah. Out there. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's, that's what we was like, yeah. how that's gonna work. But it's with crazy because my cousin was already making a transition to Vegas and whatnot. And, oh, so that was right and on time. Her sister's already in LA. She moved out there. So it was just like God is just like going crazy for them. Yeah, you know, right out time. They yeah. singing gospel. Right. I got a gospel record. It's called The Money I Owe to Jesus. I've been working on this song for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just cannot get it right. But <laughs> when I do, they yeah, 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 yeah. It's our gospel record. Yeah, we well, okay. I, yeah, it's ours, and it's just so he the bird man. <laughs> you got to come you right with that gospel. Your uncle. <laughs> That's what I was saying. They can call me bird man. You, <laughs> you bring hey. it back. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about 2005 because that's when you really like ingrained yeah. yourself with the graphic designs. Yeah. So when you started to do more graphic designs, did you totally abandon the music? No, I actually didn't abandon the music to like five six years later oh, okay um, what made you just say like it just ain't for me what um like i said the music was my therapy um and at that time i had got with my kid's mom yeah and i no longer really need felt like i needed to do that yeah you know, she became that um outlet exactly yeah. and it was weird for me because i didn't recognize it until like i noticed i hadn't been writing or feeling the urge to hit the booth because i was in there religiously yeah like critiquing other people's stuff or just mixing or whatever so yeah like it was kind of odd because that was literally my safe haven because i stopped hooping or whatever so that was just like all right if i'm not in the booth i'm asleep yeah <laughs> what made what made you uh stop playing basketball i <sighs> just grew up and stopped being around people that hooped yeah so you know it's well, Wayne normally up. put out some hoopers though for you to be over in that area 
but not really hey, around that time. It was soft too. It, it was. It was. It was. Was it? Well, nobody. You got. Nobody I mean, was shit. You them. see that what they end up doing? Oh now? no, Romulus started well, dominating. Let's put it this way, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, Romulus. Was yeah, that. that nuts, they, they, yeah, they had. Glenn. Started. The people. I feel like people that went to Glenn was still hooping, whatever. But even then, like, if you look at a lot of the guys that was hooping, hooping in that area, and you look at them now. Yeah, it started at that time, bro. Okay, and yeah. they are. Sheesh, is bad. So, 2005, you're doing graphic design. Do you remember your first paying client that wasn't affiliated with you? Mm. It was probably, I want to say it was Lola Damone. Okay. What did you do for her? It was a, a single cover, if I'm not mistaken, a song cover. Yeah. Oh, it was a mixtape cover for her. So like you remember like the like they reached out to you or you bumped so, into So this is the crazy part. Like I was doing music and I want I like I'm from Schoolcraft and I had um wanted to have a project hosted by King David. Um DJ King David. Yeah, yeah. I actually wanted to do a hosted by DJ DDT and him because they was rocking with each other real hard. Yeah. So I was like, man, like if I could have both, like I would be a lit icon, you know, because right. nobody's done that. You know? right, so right. I'm thinking like I never really wanted to like get on, but I'm like, if I'm gonna do it, like I'm gonna do it right, yeah. type of dude. And I was a whole hip hop head, so I'm battle rapping, you know, the whole lyrical miracle dude, you know. Um, so what was your rap name? Uh, C4, Quattro. It transitioned over the years, yeah. but um, like working with King David, I had this is back when MySpace was a thing. Yeah, he's seen um a lot of people don't know. I met my wife on MySpace, but go ahead. Super old. Um, <laughs> but, um, he slid in the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But um story. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you bio no anyway. Um you call me a bio freak. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many questions, no, but, uh, <laughs> You know, MySpace was a whole nother world, bro. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it was a different so, type of animal. Yeah, because yeah. I'm thinking like was she in your top four type thing, but But um no like so like, I had a music page or whatever, and my music page was set up like a site, like HTML coding and all of that. And, you know, I told him, like, you know, I'm telling him, like, I'm looking up to King David, like, yo, like, if you need whatever, graphic design, whatever. And he's a DJ, so. He's putting like, out practice. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm like, bro, like, I do music and this, so, you know, we can blah, blah, blah. And one thing led to another, and I ended up working with him, and he ended up working with Lola Damone, and it just kind of, like, gelled yeah, that way. There. I don't even I remember vaguely um, what that artwork was like. I look back on it and I feel like it was kind of trash. But I mean, it was a different time. time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah like, like it was just wild, crazy shit going on and, yeah. and just music. Period. I mean, like I was watching uh, Hip Hop Evolution the other night and I was looking at what like what niggas was wearing like in two thousand ninety nine. You ever like, look at old pictures of yourself? And right, like, yo, Ooh. like. Why would a nigga even have on a 5X t-shirt <laughs> and, and, and 42 jeans and, like, you really get 28? Like, you look like you up to something. Those shirts, <laughs> those shirts look like nightgown. Yeah, niggas look crazy uh, wild, man. You know what I'm saying? Dog, I remember one time uh, when white, like, the white tea craze was a phenomenon. And I was at uh, St. Andrews and some shit happened. And the police was outside, right? And they were like looking to see what happened. And a nigga was like, "It was, it was the, my man in the white tee punched me, right?" The police looked at the nigga, looked at everybody, and said, "Well, which one?" 
everybody got, got on a white tee. Like, yeah. well, which one? Like, you got punched, nigga. Like, let it go. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Everybody punched them. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Because, yeah, yeah, niggas was dressing crazy. Like, nuts. Nuts, man. Like, and then even farther back, man, niggas, like, ain't nothing new under the sun. So the same no. way niggas is dressing now, rocking, niggas cannot act like they was not rocking motherfucking pouches and shit, man, yeah. back yeah. then, man. Yeah. Like, all this shit is exactly the same. Come on, dog. When niggas the- was dressing like Prince, all that, man. All yeah. this shit is the same, man. Niggas used to think that there was a such thing as shorts being too long. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. your shorts are, are too long. long. Your yeah. shit should but be even then, the Like all these older guys that criticized these kids was yeah. looking wild, crazy, Look, satin pants, yeah, yeah, with the belt. Like it was <laughs> like, literally like yeah. a onesie, bro. Yeah, like it yeah. looked nuts. Right. You know the the buttons on the thing niggas open. That, all you saw was had pump waves, Jerry. Like none of this shit is new, Facts. man. So I can't even criticize. And, this, and yeah. if it was four of them, they all had the same fit with different colors. Different colors. So they was looking like a. Group, uh, 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 R and B group, yeah, look, like Morris Day in Purple Rain. That's how niggas was dressing, bro. And I was like, man, he, I want to be like him when I grow up. That was <laughs> right, like, right, yeah, that was it. Up with think, the Jerry like, girl, I put out with the satin was he up? Our pops and uncles was looking at these guys. Hard like, man, I want to be like him, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a satin onesie with some hard bottoms. Oh man, man. vicious. I'm wearing that. Yeah, no, sure. but so listen. So once you start doing the graphics and start transitioning out of music because you got with your uh, kid's mother. And did you say, well, I could still just take the graphics serious and still make a living? Like, when did you know, like, this is what I'm going to do to make a living? Or was you still, like, doing, like, regular jobs and just doing it on the side? When did you make this your livelihood? Well, it really... So graphic design transitioned into photography because I was tired of people sending me trash photos. Okay. Um, so to go on flyers. So the flyer was quality, um, but, like, it was, like, you got... a beat up car with some fire rounds or a nice car with some terrible rounds, you know, right. and, or terrible um, interior. So I'm like, yo, like, I started doing my pricing differently. Like, if you want to have your, you know, people send you an example. I want my flyer to look like this. Right. It's like, well, everything else can, but your picture is not going to make it look like that. So I'll take the picture, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, obviously we're doing music in between 2005, 2010 or whatnot. So we need videos. Right. Here's the ironic part. Like, I never shot a video for my own people. <laughs> <laughs> we like I don't know. Yeah, but um, that's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. But, when uh, did you just? When did, when you, did you discover that? Yeah, like, when did you realize that? Like, yeah. When it was like a f- two, three years ago, when it was really like just crazy, and I was just doing work with everybody. Jeez, I was doing work with everybody. I'm like, man, I don't have nothing with my people. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it was it was it was stupid. But you know, uh. Everything kind of started happening organically, and then I didn't stop working an actual job up until it was off and on. Like right before my son, my son was born in 2012. So in between, I, like right before we found out she was pregnant, because we were trying, but it was a struggle. Um, right before that, I had just, you know, I'm going to go solo. You know, 2011, I, we had, me and her met at Radio Shack in 2010. I left in 2011. I was just full time with my business. She finally got pregnant. I'm like, I'm going to get the job. Yeah. Like weeks later, I started working at um, like Best Buy. And then after that, I was probably like four years later, 2016, um, transitioning between, you know, different jobs for one reason or another. I just went full fledged with my business. Yeah. You know, the last time I had really worked, worked for someone, um, I was working almost three jobs. 
Like, I was running my business, I was working two actual jobs, and then I'm like, I'm not going to do anything if it's not based around my business. Right. You know, so that's when I had transitioned to uh, the Ann Arbor area, um, working with a boutique out there, and then I transitioned from that uh, when P.O. hit me up and pulled me into the um, Pufferas and working with them. And But it was, with them, it was more so like working with. Yeah. You know, we had an agreement, and... I felt more in control of my brand and my business, so right. it was it was awesome because that was working with the business. Right, that, right. Was, that was you using what your the skills that you knew that you had. Right. Yeah, it wasn't like in the business before that I couldn't do. It was just like just taking photos, and I was like, man, this was it was wild discouraging. And like I don't come, I come from an entrepreneurial family. Right, yeah. we not we don't. It's not in our blood to work for people for real. Yeah, like we all of us, my aunts, uncles, cousins. It's just like. We'd get a job, but like, nah. This ain't it. <laughs> like, but we can get a job easy. It's right, just yeah. stupid. Yeah, because your yeah. uncle got one of the the, the more popular uh, uh, car places over there. That fit, uh, ain't he a mechanic? I remember you yeah, was telling my, me that. No, um, my family, we owned uh, White's Mufflers okay. in Detroit. That's off uh, the Lodge and uh, McNichols. Okay, yeah, okay so yeah, that's what it was. We owned that. We sold it. Oh, um, yeah, I sold it. My dad still worked. He got a lifetime drop over there. <laughs> Straight that was, up. That was part of the clause of selling it. Like, we'll sell it to you, but this man needs to be guaranteed a job for life. That's what's up. So, so do you remember the first video that you ever shot? Yeah, So, so man. Lola Damone was first the first cover. M- music video. Yeah, the first music video. It was actually in Ann Arbor. Um, y'all familiar with um, Flawless? Flaw? Yeah, uh, yeah. Olympics. Be, yeah. 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 He, um, used to be in Olympics. Now he in Atlanta going crazy yeah but um yeah he, so there was a group called cash base out there yeah that was his label that right? was his yeah, label. Cash label. Base yeah. label yeah so i shot um ar as one of his artists ar who's still like that's still my boy like all of those guys are fire artists bro like the mute the sound out there was nuts but anything flawed does is crazy so we shot a video on me and my damn partner at the time um shot a video at flaw's house for his artist like on a whim yeah and it's crazy during that shoot like all the footage somehow got deleted from the car, and we had to shoot all the scenes over again. Yeah. But they all came out better. Yeah. And I remember, like, like growing up, bro, like, I, I loved watching music videos, like Michael Jackson, you know, watching anything that was revolved around Hype Williams, Benny, Boom, um, John Singleton, anything of that nature. So we didn't have, we wanted to shoot the scene, him in the kitchen drinking orange juice. We didn't have any orange juice. So we had to improvise. Yeah. So we used like the egg stuff. He had some in the carton. Yeah. And we was like, you gotta like pretend <laughs> to take a sip, yeah. you know. He had like Why y'all just say go get the orange juice? Bro, man. we was the weather was trash, bro. Oh, like yeah. we struggled to get there. It was just, you know, niggas, you know, it was like it was just bad. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. One of those Michigan days, huh? Look, it was terrible, but um we definitely could have just slid it. So <laughs> we thought about it. We was like, man, we just gonna do this. So we you know, that's how that happened. Um it came out pretty dope. I did all the editing, all the, the a lot of the effects that people are doing now. Like I was dabbling in back then. Yeah, and that's like I don't even really like to do that now for real. Yeah, yeah. So talk about editing. Did you teach yourself how to edit? Everything that I do is self taught. Right. Graphic design. I got the basis of that um, from the certification I got. Yeah. In like 2005, which you know they teach you the very fundamental pieces of Photoshop. Yeah. But everything else, um, I taught myself. Completely yeah. Photoshop, um, a, the whole Adobe suite, really, um, my brand management skills and whatnot. Everything is self-taught research study. 
Yeah. 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 So let's talk about some of this brand management because my nigga, you work with everybody. Like every single I used to tell my brother, I bet you my nigga did that that flyer. You feel what I'm saying? Like shit that come through, I'd be like, Oh, I remember like <coughs> even with the when little baby and then was at Eastern, yeah. I was like Oh, uh, uh, oh, CJ did that flyer <laughs> yeah, like, because I, because I seen, I seen like the flyer they sent him and all of that shit, and yeah. I seen like no nah, what he sent back, and I, I don't even know where they got the original flyer from, but I'm like, dog, you end up working with everybody. Like, how did yeah. you get to buzzing like that? I'm talking about you taped the ciphers for the radio station, like, yeah. everything. You feel what I'm saying? I created that final format that they was using too, because I ended up leaving in like September, but it's all it's all relationship based, man. Um, um, that's one thing I tell everybody: never burn a bridge. You know, um, shake hands. I'm not you, like agent. I'm not like the friendliest person in the world, so it's crazy that I do this. Yeah, but I know how to work with people. You yeah. know, like it's just for me. It's more so like. You know, keep it a buck, man. Yeah, yeah. Just do what you say you gotta do. That's exactly. it. I ain't gotta like you. I ain't gotta just. If but you in say, this yeah. industry, and we in Detroit. People trash. (laughs) I would say it's just the industry. Like, you know what I'm going to stop doing? I'm going to stop, like, I'm going to stop co-signing people saying, like, it's just they area. Because, like, in New York, New York niggas feel like it's just the industry. It's It's just the nature of what we do. You know what I'm saying? But this is is the X factor, though. If you look at the entire nation, I've been explaining this to a lot of people because I'm, like, heavy in here now. Like, it's crazy. Like, last year, I really took ownership of who I am. Yeah, like, you really ingrained in this shit like but it's so quiet like I'm yeah that's what i'm saying like that's what i say like i can tell my brother yeah. and i can see i'm talking about when i see pictures listen bro you put motherfuckers up on people i i guarantee you when and this is not a knock to her but when you posted isis when you was working with her mm-hmm. i she know her followers yeah. and shit went up yeah. You feel what I'm saying? What well, she was doing, a mask or some shit. Yeah. And niggas stole that from her. I got to acknowledge that. I did that. her, that 5-3, I did her cover work. Yeah, yeah. And when I, I'm like, damn, she like. You got to get ISIS on the show. After that, yeah, though, I start out. seeing her like, oh, she she going. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? That was the very beginning when she was really, you know, she was really trying to. Find double, her voice. Like, yeah, type you know, like she was. I don't know where she kind of had like a little thing going, but if she didn't have an identity per se. Yeah. And that's the first thing I tell people, like, you got to create an identity. But. You know, she started her wave, and then it was like once that that artwork hit, and then it was the the booking artwork I did based around that or whatever, yeah. and then photos for the mask and all that. So it was just like, okay, I, what I tell people is like, I don't link with you for you to work with me forever. I just want you to have a standard of quality and understand how this shit works. Right, right. You know, then she just like took the fuck off. So she did what I was hoping she would do is just like, I wish we had worked more because I feel like shit could have been better. Right. Because right. I mean, uh, and then that's the, that's the thing about being like, like a creative director and like yeah. part of that, like sometimes people abandon you too early and then sometimes they we just can't, the projects, the too, projects yeah. too early. And that's not like you just, it's hard to tell, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Because once other people start coming in and like, no, I do it like this and it's like. Yeah, it's a lot of opinions, but that's taking me back to what we were saying about Detroit. It's not like, um, like, okay, you look at the whole industry and we've always said people take away, people take away. I'm like, but that's why we're so different because we know people whether rather it be the West Coast, we know the Bay Area love us for real. Right, New right. York love us because we're very similar, but there's nowhere even close to like the, the way niggas in the city think. Even yeah. the females, the way we think, the way we operate is different. So it's just like you put us in any room, people are gonna be like, 
yeah, they're from Detroit. Right. You right, know, right. like New York people sit different, you know, everything else, but you, we don't have to have a hat on, bro. Yeah. We right, can just be sitting somewhere and people can see, like, those are Detroit niggas over there. Right, yeah. right. It's just, we just move different. So, like, that's why, I said, like, the way I, I operate out here, I've never been, like, that guy that's like, oh, he's shooting for, you know, the Sadas, the Icewear Vezos, and so on and so forth, but my name is strong. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, I don't want to say everybody else, but, like, damn near everybody else that people categorize me with kind of took that route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, you pull up their resume and one of these super popular people are there. You pull up my resume and the shit long as fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got 300 ENT, Def Jam, Atlantic Records. You got both radio stations, prominent radio stations here, including 955, everybody. You know, so you got NAACP. You got, like, um, Hakeem Fakuri or whatever, one of the lead developers in Dearborn. You got, like, it's... Hella long. So with all shit, of those even weddings, like we used to be talking, <laughs> yeah, he'd be man. like, motherfucker just send me a deposit. I'm like, when you got to shoot? You need some help? He's like, bro, that shit next year in April. You feel, yeah, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. what? Web so design, you know. With all of this that you got going on, what was your proudest moment in digital media? Like overall, like when you sat back, like, I can't believe that I just did the NAACP shoot or. It wasn't even that. Um, no, I was just saying. Yeah, that, like. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That was my grandma was happy. I called my grandma about that one because like I think nobody else for real would have cared. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, real. but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can like, call my grandma. I say, like, grandma, yeah, but I just did something for the. I want to say two of. Damn, that's kind of rough. I want to say two of them, and they both happened this year. Um, and I can shut up. Uh, this lady named Miss Judy from 107. She kind of built a bridge for um between me and Foot Locker. Yeah. So shooting for Foot Locker, me doing that and the way I did it, um, the way I captured things or whatnot, I feel like honestly opened the doors for a lot of other shooters. Yeah, because yeah. you actually did the grand opening of the uh, what the, is it called? The imported from the D. Imported from the yeah. D. Yeah. So like I watch how people <laughs> shoot, man, and I watch how people move, and when I touch something and I walk away from it, I keep up with it. Yeah. You know, so I watch the format people use when they shoot stuff or whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's going to help you grow. Yeah. I don't try to compete with nobody or whatever, but shooting with Foot Locker and watching how that motivated other people when they seen me doing it and they even found out, they was like, man, that's crazy. And I'm like, like, even me, I didn't even think about it to other people. It's like, bro, you shooting for Foot Locker? Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that is kind of wild. You know, that was nuts. And I think it was like when I got that first check and just seen like it was a check from Foot Locker, yeah. you know. And but you didn't work there. Yeah, you, you know said what I'm saying? Like, like, addressed to Odefine Park. Like, that was yeah. nuts. But there was that. And then I shot a, um, the wedding for Coco McAboy, and she's a Channel 4 news reporter. You shot that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the Guardian building. Yeah, that's and, um, dope. I didn't realize it was her wedding until like two weeks before. I was at my grandma's house, and I seen her. On the news, you know, yeah. grandma, the only person I really watch the news yeah. for real. So I didn't know she's super humble. Yeah. So they uh, talking about something. They said, oh, we're going to go live to Coco McAboy. And they popped up. I'm like, she looks familiar. I pulled up the contract on my phone. I was like, whoa. My grandma's yeah. like, well, I'm like, grandma, I'm about to shoot her wedding in like two weeks. Yeah. So my grandma was super excited. She was more excited about that than me shooting for NAACP. Because she, she sees her every day. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, she, she feel like every, she know her. Right. Did you, you know, take grandma to the wedding with you? Man, I could. <laughs> Yeah, but he wasn't on the guest list. He worked. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but he could have been like, Random grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Use my grandma as a crane. 
Steady, steady yeah. cam. Hey, grab I hold it steady. I'm trying to get the shot. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So what, what's next for you? Like what you got? Like what, t- uh, talk about some of the artists you worked with. Uh, you still managing? Uh, I'm not j- managing anybody. Oh, you stopped managing. Yeah. So why why did you stop managing? It's not my lane, man. Um, I don't think people understand what a, a manager's role is. Babysitting. And, yeah, and I ain't. I got two kids. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm and, straight, and people like. I've never met an artist that wanted us to work with them management wise. That was worth. That was gonna be worth Absolutely the headache. Because yeah, people like, don't understand the manager is not your investor. Bingo. Or they not your investor. They're not your record label. Absolutely. And I'm like, not. what do you have to manage? Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? So, exactly. That's why you see brand management. Yeah. I can get your brand together. Yeah. I can put you in position if you got the the work ethic to make music and do the events, and I can. I can tell you where you should be and you're doing all of that. You don't necessarily need a manager per se. Right. If you're responsible for yourself. Right. You know, you just need to make sure your brand is together. And a lot of people don't know how to create nor maintain their brand. Right. I got some clients that I work with and they'll post something. I just immediately hit them with the text. They're like, I thought you was going to say something. I'm going to delete it. They already know. Like, I just hit them like, yo, they already know. So give me an example. All right. Okay, um, wait, wait a minute. Is this because they posting this on a brand page they, or, or they personal like, page? Like, yeah, like a yeah. lot of my clients don't have personal pages. Okay. I had them kill that because I'm like, you splitting your energy. Yeah. You know, if you're serious about this, you don't need to be splitting your energy. Right. You know, you need to be focused on this, like grow up. Yeah. You know, if you want to have a personal page or something, have a Facebook. But if you're serious about whatever you're doing, you need to assume that you're going to be successful at some point. So if you have a personal page, you're leaving yourself open. To, to find old tweets exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. So you need to train yourself. You need to present yourself as though you already have it. Right. You know? Because I, since you said they have a Facebook, they never put nothing nobody say on Facebook up. It's always Twitter. Exactly. Like, I just, yeah, like literally. Twitter is so like. Twitter been around and was that it was that place for so long. People just went there and just popped off, yeah. you know. And oftentimes, you in that moment, you don't even think about it because it's so easy and quick, yeah. you know. And it's based on what's happening right exactly. there Cause it was Twitter right there, right. like not even you can in see the something, world. reply, and yeah. boom, it's done. Facebook yeah. was rocking with Twitter side by side, but you know. Everybody was the kind updates of updates wasn't as, exactly yeah. you know Facebook was more like my mom's on here and my aunt blah 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 so you feel like you might like, have to watch what you say yeah anyway. exactly Twitter people was fuck that man they were talking <laughs> about their auntie and their mama on Twitter yeah, you right, know what right. I'm saying and, and, yeah yeah they would post it on the book right so um you you uh you don't manage no more you no just brand management just brand so management. It's, it's clients that I have that I um take them under um take them I took them in um they you know, came to me. It was I have a lot of um beauty clients now. I've been noticing that, like yeah, a lot of like, eyelash type of. That's like one of the biggest industries in the world, man. So it's been yeah. kind of a learning experience and also a blessing to be a part of that. You know, because if you really do your research, the biggest and most successful entrepreneurs of this situation, this generation, are all women. Yeah, basically, yeah. niggas yeah. is fucking up. Yeah. But you know, but it's 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 crazy. Women like these women I'm working with, bro. They go so hard for their business, bro. Yeah. Like I have the youngest client I have, I believe, is 23, and she probably got the most potential of all of them. Yeah. You know, and the most drive. But well, yeah, they coming because it's a different like where we at right now, age wise and, and technology wise and all of that. You know what I'm saying? 
we got to unlearn stuff that exactly. we learned early on that, yeah. that's just worthless right now. They're learning all the right things at yeah. the right time. That, that's that's where I'm noticing, like, the gap be, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Just some of the, the, the practices is outdated. Like, even with me and my brother, how we say we hate streaming, love it or hate it, this is what it is. That's what it is. You know it's what I'm saying? So, like, thinking of a, like. You don't want to be the vinyl guy. Yeah, because vinyl coming <laughs> back, though. Vinyl coming back, but it's just never going to be right. the same vinyl thing right. that it was. You still and, get people, man, it just don't sound as yeah, good it, as it, vinyl. It's not going to sound the right. same because it's not vinyl. It's digital. So Thanks. that's a, like older people who in this getting in this realm because if you trying to live for the – like as far as being a parent, I say it like this so it can make sense. If you're a parent and you're preparing your kids for the world that we live in today, you lost. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of parents normally do. They like they prepare their kids for the world that we living in. I'm a thousand percent sure and I understand totally that my daughter is going it's gonna be a different time. I don't have to agree. I don't have to like it. Right. None of that. It's just gonna be their time. But you the know? X factor to that is you you possess the 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 understanding of understanding. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people they don't grasp that. This right. is like this is what it is. Like it's really not it's, yeah, it's never gonna be that you know, ever again. Right. Like, you know what you I'm know. saying? Like motherfuckers got flat screen TVs. My grandma's still alive. They ain't even had TVs back then. You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. it was, eight nigga eight families sitting around one TV. TV. Yeah, no. every yeah, you, you how many times it? you cut yourself with your headphones in just looking at your phone? Exactly. All, Sitting all on the, the couch in front of a TV. Right, yeah, yeah like watching <laughs> YouTube on one TV, listening to something else, reading the comments on something else, and right. I'm like, I mean, even I had to the, tell myself, like, I got to cut this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, literally, it was the other day. I'm like, man, this is way too much. It's just too, like, content overload, too, because yeah. even, like, even back then, like, if we're talking about the TV, it wasn't even enough content for, for the, the TV. TV right. used to go off. Right. It right. used to cut <laughs> off. Think you about know what I'm Now it's like you can watch whatever, whenever, however you can put it on your phone, iPad, TV. Totally random while you're talking yeah. though, man. Oxygen got some good shit, man. They, <laughs> they probably some of the be- got some of the best content on. That shit all be true. Yeah, you That's, know what I'm saying? This is, this is, it's hard for me to watch TV because of what I do. Yeah, like, yeah. I can imagine. I heard that. y'all talking about power and I just posted something on Facebook the other day that had everybody up in arms. <laughs> I watched my first episode of Power the other day and I was like I was like this is trash. Are you looking at shit like how it's shot and shit like that? I mean that's one thing but my my biggest my biggest thing with that show was the acting. Yeah. And a lot of people were like man you gotta like catch it early like the earlier episodes or whatever and everything changed. I was like okay but still. So why you ain't never took your show on the road to Hollywood? If there was a show to take there, I would have. Yeah, so you don't feel like you're ready for that? I mean, because you do camera work and you do good camera work and shit like that. That's always in demand. This is the thing. Like, I didn't start my business to be a big film director. Yeah. I started my business to rebuild entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, because you got to think. I knew in, like, 2004, 2005, like, okay, I want to do something. I want to rebuild my city. Yeah. You know, I'm from Schoolcraft, which Grand River is right there. Right. All I seen was for lease signs. It was a penny candy store right there by um, Mansfield, right across the street from Nick's Liquor Store that kept opening and closing to arcade in there. They never had a sign outside or anything. It was just a white building. Yeah. And, like, it, when it was open, it was dope, but they could never stay open. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at all these buildings. And coming from, you know, a family that, you know, open and close businesses here and there or whatever, rather they just dabbling or whatever the case may be, I just w- knew 
you know, after we went through the whole Great Depression or whatever of 2000s or whatever. And, you know, it was just like, man, like, why did this happen? I wanted to know the truth. Yeah. And the truth is that small business left the neighborhoods. Yeah. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. So if you don't have any money in your neighborhood. To generate. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I didn't want to see that happen again. Yeah. And I'm like, why, though? Because. You know, you know, people can say, you know, the cost of thing, you know, buildings and property tax and all of that stuff or banks and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but if your business is flourishing, they got everything. You know what I'm saying? Need. Like you, you're going to be straight or even if you got a downsize in some cases, like the large businesses or be in the position where you can. Be like, OK, I'll just move over here, blah, blah, blah. But they just simply weren't adapting to the social media change. And a lot of business didn't have a website or anything. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, man, like I got everything that a business needs yeah so i can work with small businesses and large businesses yeah. so that's why me working with footlocker i really seen i worked with, directly with their marketing manager yeah and that really motivated me um to see things differently for my small business clients like you you guys are still my priority yeah you know and for them to look on my page and see them right next to that store yeah that company yeah. And they're like, I could think I kind of got some inquiries based on your page. Yeah. I'm like, I need more of this. Yeah. Right, right. More right. more of the small business right. to build it up. Even with that, like right now, I was just thinking like all these podcasts is popping around here and everything. Like none of these small businesses advertise with them. None of them. Like, and you got to think why. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't understand it. They still thinking radio. But like if I, if I feel like this, like, okay, so if you selling shirts, right, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, just throw, throw me two shirts and I'll do an ad. You know what I'm saying? Because if you want $50, uh, $25 for each shirt and I want $50 for an ad, I just spent the same amount of money with you. You know what I'm saying? So just get an ad, bro, and it's going to help you. It's going to help both of us. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you never know who listening. You never know who paying attention. But I think, like, just small businesses, they just need to they need, they need a person like you because you could be like, y'all need to advertise on podcasts here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to, <clears throat> a lot of it is to not become discouraged and just to simply adapt. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. Cuz they they plan they they still living in 2005. I mean, and mm-hmm. even then yeah. though when you got people walking in there telling you that you need to lower your prices or things of that nature, it's like, okay, why is this the demographic? Who are you really selling to? They don't even start there. They just get some stuff and just try to sell it. They That's don't even exactly know who the demographic is. That's exactly what we just was talking about. So on the way, uh, we was discussing something I heard, and people not doing the research before they start a business. They might have the money and think this is what right. this neighborhood needs. No, you got to do the research. If our neighborhood already had two soul food places, we don't need another one. Right. You know what I'm saying? What else do we need? Like, what's You, you have, have to do s- your own you, census report. Right. You got to go see what do we really need? Like, right. if you don't want to shop with the Orientals and they got hair shops, then why you don't pull your money and open a hair shop right. and that's the alternative and stop making them the go-to and then you the alternative. No, we got the same exact right. stuff and we for this neighborhood because like when I worked on Grand River and Greenfield, that became my second neighborhood. That's I, another I, goal of mine. You feel what I'm saying? Like I got to know everybody over there. I know everything that's going on. Man, you know what I mean? Niggas who I done seen they last day yeah. Just from being in that neighborhood. So Man, then I, now me. I'm affected because right. I know you be with these niggas all day. So when y'all come in fucked up, I'm kind of fucked up too. Like, wait a minute. You're talking about 
my nigga. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like I ain't grow up with this nigga, but he I see this nigga every, every day. I see every the nigga day. every right. Like the nigga wear a size twelve. Like right. fuck the shoe, but it's like damn, like that affect that community. Right. So that became my second neighborhood. And then when I left that, when I left that, uh, when I left that area. This was, was a Ipsy nigga for a minute. Like e- even right. out there, when I worked out there the first time, no, I worked at Ipsy and it became my second community. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Same thing it did for me. Yeah, and, and you start right. You just start knowing everything, yeah. and then. It, but when I left that, this was the defining moment in my interview. Right when I went to the next company after I worked on Grand River in Greenfield, I said to the owner of the other company, I said, "Man, that got to hurt." Cause I was like, listen, I'm not. I told him straight up, I'm not about to keep coming back and forth and interviewing. You either want me or you don't. I'm the nigga, but what I said is, I'm the best at what I do. You either want the best or you don't. And before I left, I said, and man, I know that gotta hurt. He was like, what you mean? I said, y'all roll past Grand River and Greenfield every day of your life and didn't open up until somebody from out of town came and made a store, and I turned it into a three million dollar store. I'ma holler at you though, right. and I left. And before I can get to the crib, he called me because that do got to hurt. Right. <laughs> you feel what I'm right. saying? Right. But that's the same thing in our community. Like, that got to hurt. Like, you. you that, that's why people act so hurt by gentrification, bro. Yeah. That's exactly why. Like, that's what, man, that's, that's what it is. So many people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that got to hurt to know that, like, okay, let's just take school crap, right? That got to hurt certain niggas to know that. All we did was make money here, and then somebody else came and right. bought the community. You didn't put no money in. Then, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, that do hurt. That hurt that. I'm um, that guy. Yeah. I'm that honest person. Yeah, that's say that. I done, it's, I, that's it, what I do on Facebook. People going to know yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I just, just added you, too. I just, yeah, yeah I, I accept it. I, I, drop, I drop gems from time to time just to make people think. Like, I literally, like, when, when who was that? Duggan, when he got elected, and everybody's like, oh, we got a white. I'm like, y'all had years y'all had ample opportunity decades. to love a black mayor you know what decades I'm yeah. bro decades y'all like one helped y'all get a lot of money yeah and y'all did what with it y'all mad now yeah right. and then and then i think people mad too because what they fail to real what people fail to realize right is when you move to the suburbs because you feel like you made it and you take that money from the neighborhood that you doing the same thing. So right. other people just bringing their money back to, to the, the neighborhood, neighborhood. That's one thing. and opening businesses and and you left the neighborhood. That's one thing that bothered me about being on the Ypsilanti so much. Like I'm still like trying to figure out where I'm about to move to back in the city, but I wanted to make my presence felt in the city last year. Yeah, I remember you goal. telling me that before. Yeah. He was like, "Oh no, I'm moving back to the city. Yeah. Like I'm moving. Yeah, back I'm to just the not city. a city slicker, man. But I, 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 I feel that though. You yeah. know what I'm my saying? My mom's like, down here too. My grandma 91. My mom like 55, 56. So yeah. I had to be closer. But even then, like I was seeing every how everything was operating and whatnot, and it was just like, man, this is like our value is bigger than this. There's a lot of business out here. Some are flourishing greatly. Some could, you know, some need help. And it's just like I'm out there in Ipsy, and it's just I wasn't. Like I got people out there that cool or whatever, but there when wasn't you live out there, me. it's a different world. Like I used to live out there. Yeah, I lived out there. Shit, I lived out there for a significant amount of time because I lived in Ipsy. I lived in. The, then we moved to Pittsfield Township, which is yeah, still just further right. Ipsy, which but is it's, more discouraging, right? Because it's nothing. Like I used right, to walk just, to the store. Like what the fuck? Like, right. but it's <laughs> you. Like when you live out there and you got to drive back, it seems so far. It's and I was right. just driving anxious, so I can imagine a nigga driving to right, school, to crap. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I'm but, saying. But it's just like I want with what I do, man, and wanting to help my city and not being in it. 
Yeah. It was to the point where I was like staying out there. Like I was grab a hotel room or I would just sleep in my car because it's the far the drive was so far. I spent my entire day out here. Yeah. And like I have an appointment or something in the morning with someone and I start gaining more clients. You know, I start right, working yeah. with uh some DJs or whatnot and just moving different. All my business Began, began began to work be here. Yeah, I started rebuilding the foundation here. Right, and I didn't want to be that music video guy or anything of that nature. That's why when people you know try to put me in that world, and one reason I'm not worried about no competition because nobody does what I do. Right, you know that's why I don't become discouraged when people say you know such and such did this. You know you need to do this to get your name out there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right, yeah. because you want me to have my name out there you like want, that. Like, like yeah. that's how people gauge they winning by what other people say. Like, dog, this was good before I even right. before you when I thought about it, it was good. I don't need nobody to be like, that's what's up. Yeah. Like, like they seeking validation. Yeah, for, you know for nothing from a bunch of motherfuckers that don't matter. Kevin Gates <laughs> on his new project, man, and he he just basically said, and this is not verbatim. He's like, you know, the most dangerous people are those that's looking for um, validation. And the scary part is this, you know, basically what he said, like the scary part, they're not even looking from you. They're looking at from whoever. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever could tell you. That's like a chick who want a baby. She don't care who right. the daddy is. She it just like, from yeah, with I want to get pregnant. And then you, the you end up paying for that in the exactly. long run because you didn't know that yeah, man. your man's was a serial killer that you, now you, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. yeah. So. How, so how can people get in contact with you uh, on the Instagram or do man. you use Twitter? Um, not as much as I should, like at all. This is really bad. But yeah. um, I wish people would just get away from the social media shit. But it's, it's, it's man, you, you going back to no, yeah. no, because I was just reading trending and shit, and they like it's new shit coming, but they don't want to like tell you what it is. So they you can't. yeah, they can't tell you what's exactly yeah. coming. So like it's just like Apple. They got their next ten years of products in there. They yeah, just gonna make well, adjustments. The same thing, you know. Yeah. So phone gonna be exactly the same. You know, yeah, just flat screen's been around for like 40, 50 years, but we just we just get, get them. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I got to get in that elite rich class that, that, that's 20 years. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Man. Niggas, I bet you some niggas is you living just, like the Jetsons. But I don't mean like get off of it. I mean like, so like say you um, pushing a product and you do an ad yeah. on Facebook. Then your whole timeline become filled with ads that's similar to yours and you not even getting. You ever notice you talk about something and then. Bro, I just ordered a watch. When I ordered the watch, I, the, the watch popped up from different sites. Like that's my whole timeline now. Not even actually <laughs> looking, though. Not even touch your phone, but literally just talking. About oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they can hear us. They can it's hear nuts. us. nuts. You know but saying? even then, like, man, look, I have. Everything I just rebuilt my well, everything is I define progress. The letter I define progress yeah. is simple. You can Google me. Yeah. Like that's what I do. I put my clients in position to just simply tell people your name, let them Google you. Oh man, we gonna have to get together, man, because I'm, I'm I'm dropping a book, man, and yeah. I want to do some 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 different things with it. You know what I'm saying? I just I just want to make an impact. That yeah. like because I noticed that any author that's success because it's first of all it's a it's zillions of authors out there I'm, absolutely i'm noticing that now you ever walk down the bread all crazy right it, yeah. right yeah. you know what i'm saying so um every author that that that's dominating a genre or something in a genre of writing they make an impact you know what right. i'm saying it like and the impact might not be felt for two three years whatever right. but it's just you got to make an impact you have to do more than exist yeah yeah you know what i'm that's saying that's what i tell my clients you have yeah. to do more than exist existing has never been enough for those that are great yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, how do your pricing work? No, never mind. I talked to you this. about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. say no, no two people are the same, bro. Right, right. That's what I'm about you know. to say. Yeah, it's not a cookie cutter price list. You ain't at the McDonald's like, let me get a side of marketing. Right. And so, some people treat it like that. Let like, me get some vegetables. If, if I gave you that Foot Locker invoice, <laughs> right? I, you know that's discouraging. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hey man, I appreciate you, dog. It's been a long time coming. We talked about this, yeah, and I just I love to sit back and see you progress. evolve and progress. Absolutely, and man. You feel what I'm saying? And I felt like when you left, you took off, nigga. When we start working together, yeah. I just start seeing shit like that's my dog. That's dog. That's dog. That's yeah. dog. That's dog. And I'm like, yo, I'm proud of him. You know some cool people, man. I do, yeah, man. You, you know feel some cool motherfuckers. Shout out to my nigga Rob because he told me that first day he see you, he say. CJ, is Man, that, that you? Was so crazy, bro. <laughs> I, and I didn't him, even bro. know him. Yeah. So then when I went back, he was like, I said, yeah, I started back today. He said, hey, did you go upstairs? CJ still worked there. I said, man, I called. So I'm thinking this nigga's name, CJ. So you call him? Yeah, yeah, I called him CJ. And the only other person I call me at is my dad. So <laughs> when Rob said that, I was like, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, AJ, if they want to I get at you, how can they get at you, bro? Hey, man, I'm still on Twitter, dog. So TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And then, uh, we, if you want to be a part of the show, advertise anything like that, pr at tcohh.org, pr at tcohh.org. What uh, about you? If they want to get at me, they can jump on the Instagram and follow me at uh, SL Jackson 3, SL Jackson the number three. And if you're on the Facebook, you can search SL Jackson and like my author page. You know what I'm saying? Because the book is coming out. It's on its own its way, man. It's, you know, you can actually pre-order. The pre-order link will be in the description of this show. Yeah. You click the link, you order it from whatever site that you feel most comfortable. I ordered it from all of them. So, I, so I at least sold 12. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, at least, I at least pre-ordered 12. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I was just yeah. on site searching to see if my ne- if it was on there. Right. Boom, I ordered it. You know what I'm saying? Because by the time people hear this episode, I probably would be the award-winning author. By the time the next episode come out, I'll be on my way to best-selling author because it's a – and all of that is Speak so – you know what I'm saying? All of that is so at, by the end of the year, I can have my ceremony because yeah. when you're driving the Inkster – on Inkster Road in Annapolis, it will be a sign that say, Welcome to Inkster, home of award-winning, best-selling author S.L. Jackson. Yeah. And they're going to have to hit me with a day, bro. Yeah. They're going to have to hit yeah. me with S.L. Jackson Day. But that's for my daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, what, what is, it's for you. She got to do something to get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just letting you yeah, know. Yeah, Don't yeah, just, yeah. You can't give kids days and shit. They thinking it's another birthday and <laughs> you shit. You give a know kid know a whole no, day? No, 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 no. If I, if I line this shit up right, you know what I'm saying? See, my man. My yeah. man. If I line this shit up right yeah i could get it on her birthday yeah there you yeah. go yeah That's but the street court. the street name ain't got shit to do with them because they go have to rename the, Williams. the whole joint from the project to the end of the block what, you what's said? jackson ass no because jackson that's too that's too common yeah, what, what would you want it to I be i need it to be sj and aj that sound crazy yeah it sound crazy sj aj not sj and aj you can name it whatever you want nigga niggas whole names that's not even a whole a niggas right. whole name you what, gotta would it be, be a and or a yeah. and d uh, the s uh, the and symbol yeah. right who name get to go first who a come before s i'm just asking what the fuck you I'm know the alphabet yeah <laughs> but if so, i'm an award-winning best-selling author and that that play a part in it my name get to go first we, ooh, we discussed ooh, that because we got to ask booyah. them what's the criteria <laughs> did, did that aid this if yes, yes. What the fuck it, you no, mean? I'm saying if that aided it, yeah, but so I got much the money for my sign right now. If, I know you got to pay for it, so you think you, 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 you think y'all think yo, I got to yo, pay for that yourself? If all those fills and niggas got to go to money. 
No, no, I'm no, saying I got you, the. He's I'm saying, saying you, you gotta think pay you gotta pay your for your sign. actual sign. You know who owns the signs, right? <laughs> oh, no, they gonna make you pay. Okay, yeah, I'm just making sure. I wonder how much that I'm gonna start you researching. You can in war, and they gonna make you pay. <laughs> <laughs> I need that sign. Say we appreciate. But you know what you gonna do? Though. You go shoot the the, the, the ceremony. The, the ceremony. Absolutely. Bet that you go shoot the we ceremony. Gonna, we gonna always celebrate the successes of those we love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is also being brought to you by Digital Soapbox Network right. and uh, the, the Himalaya app. Make yeah. sure you download the Himalaya app. Uh, searchers we own there. Search the network they own there. So just being a part of that new uh, situation, that's gonna be a a big deal too. That might aid in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can be called the Connected Experience Highway. We know that ain't nobody but us. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That, it's going to have to happen, Angster. Yeah. Just, just get ready. You know it. Shout All out right. to Angster, man. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Angster. I shout didn't know you was crap. like, yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I, I lived in Angster for a little while. Yeah, too. shout out yeah. to my nigga yeah. K.A. K.A., you need Absolutely. to bring your ass up here. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shit, it's, it's all love, man. And it's a, uh, you know, it's a it's a blessing and an honor, bro, to be affiliated. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I like about the living experience. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.